Welcome back to Game Notes, your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. That's Tony Jones, our intrepid Utah Jazz reporter for the Athletic. Tony, it's been a while. We had to get through these playoffs after the Jazz were eliminated, but we're ready for the offseason and we're ready to get this thing back on track. Did you have to use the word intrepid? Why? What's wrong with that? I mean, magnificent handsome i mean all adjectives that are better than intrepid but th- doesn't that mean like fearless i mean yeah but you know, i think i used it right magnificent is like so all-encompassing uh-huh I'm, I'm you wanted saying. me to use handsome well i i mean you know i do have dimples <laughs> you know i'm just saying i mean come on <laughs> <laughs> all right you know what welcome we're, to game notes keep all this in we Tanika. are welcome back. to game notes <laughs> we are back you're at your utah jazz athletic podcast i'm zach harper that is the magnificently dimpled <laughs> tony jones our utah jazz reporter and we are definitely back now Hey, listen, oh, it's been, all it's that been a long it's been a long time. I definitely did not wake up this morning thinking I'm gonna call Tony Dimple today. Well, I, I mean, definitely did not think that. But I do have some payoffs to to deliver on. One of them uh, our are buddy Special A hundred percent I promised him for weeks. You're really gonna do his bidding. I'm not on doing this. his bidding. I'm just I'm a man of my word, Tony. So uh, Spence. Apparently had a conversation with you on the radio. On several. The old, uh, several conversations several. on the radio on the old 700 ESPN about you said you would take the Jazz roster over the Warriors roster right now. So here's the thing. Um, my wife was at work the other day and apparently her boss comes up to her. And he says, did your husband mean what he said on the radio about the Jazz of the Warrior? Or was he just talking out of his behind? And what did she say? That's what I'd like to know. Well, you know, my wife doesn't really follow basketball a lot. So she came back to me and she asked me, what did I say? And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, well, my boss, he said, did you mean what you said about the Jazz and the Warriors or were you just trying to stir stir stuff up? And I said, I, I meant to absol- tell him I said 100%. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. So, yes, that's what I'm telling you, 100%. I absolutely mean what I said. Okay. Are you I just going to go off go, I would love like to Spence go through did. it. I would love to go through it. Uh, because let me tell you, you think I'm crazy. Yeah. Steph Curry is on that Warriors roster. Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Okay. What that mean? Okay. So what do you mean? What does that mean? That's a championship core. Is it? Yes. You know how I know that they have championships. Okay. recently they didn't just win that because kevin durant came there they were going to win it anyway all right so let's 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 eliminate kevin durant from this conversation so steph curry draymond green and clay thompson 2015 2016 they're, they're the greatest team they're the 73 and 9 team so i know where you're going with this would you like me to, to meet you at the summit there or do you want me to to just explain this you can explain that yes they lost on the flukiest collapse in nba history that took draymond yeah, that, green that's not what i was gonna explain oh okay okay those teams obviously were great yeah and those three uh had let's see they had andre Iguodala, they had 
the best bench in the NBA. They had the mm-hmm. best backup point Harrison guard. Harrison Barnes, NBA. Sean Livingston, sure, yeah. Let's see. They had a uh, an elite passing big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Andrew Bogut. Yeah. That roster doesn't have that right now. Doesn't you know what have, they have? Doesn't have the depth. Doesn't have the shooting. Doesn't have the defense. Doesn't have the shooting. They have the two greatest shooters of all time. Right. They that shooting. didn't go away. Yeah, but they have shooting beyond that. Who? Andre Iguodala? Sean Livingston? Those aren't shooters. Andrew Bogut, not a shooter. Really? Okay. You're talking most Spates and Harrison Barnes? I think they can make up for that. My point is this. What made that roster was obviously the top-end talent. Mm-hmm. And that top-end talent was still there. But what also made that roster was the elite depth that is no longer there. And that roster is not anywhere near the roster it was in 2015, 2016 defensively or depth-wise. And how good are the Jazz defensively? If we are talking right now, going into next year, mm-hmm. and I will preface all of this by saying that if the Warriors flip the number two pick and bring back somebody substantial, then this becomes a different conversation. But right now, I look at the Warriors and I I look at them and I think they are 45 to 49 win roster. And I would take the Jazz over them. I think the Jazz are the fourth or fifth best team in the Western Conference going into next season. I think that the Warriors are the sixth or seventh best team in the Western Conference going into next season. Tony, if you ask me, would you rather have the Jazz starting lineup or Steph Curry? Give me Steph Curry. Okay, that's this fine. is insane. So it if I would rather take insane. Steph Curry, no, it is. If I would rather take Steph Curry over the five starters of the Jazz, then adding anything on top of that is gravy. You're adding Clay Thompson, who, granted, he may not be the 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 defender he was next season as he recovers from this ACL injury, but I think he'll be okay, and I think he'll be a good defender. Maybe not a lockdown defender, but he'll be a good defender. Draymond Green is still one of the best safety valves that they can possibly use in what they like to run because he's a great decision maker and he doesn't force shots. Can he shoot? No, but he also doesn't force shots. So I think that that's a, that's a, a plus in that department because he is such a high IQ guy. Agreed. I'll take whatever the I, I Warriors can develop. Out. And I also think like Andrew Wiggins is horribly mischaracterized. Is he overpaid? Absolutely he's overpaid. But give him time in that system and development and playing next to those guys. Possibly. Possibly. I'd guarantee it. I wouldn't say 100%. I'd say possibly. I'd say possibly. I'd say it's possible that Andrew Wiggins can be a, a dynamic third option. I completely acknowledge that. Like, it's not even close in my opinion. It's not even close. This What is this Jazz team done? What gives you the confidence that this Jazz team can accomplish more than what this Warriors core can do? Let alone whatever role players they sprinkle in this offseason or that they already have. It's just have. not the same Warriors roster. And it's not. It's, it's not. It's, but it's still. It's not, it's not a Warrior roster that I think is going to be. Like, I don't think right now that's a top three, top four roster. I think the Jazz have a top four, top are. five roster. No. They've been a four or five seed the last three years. The only reason they were a six seed this year is because they tanked the bubble. And the only reason they weren't a seventh or eighth seed is because the Warriors got hurt. They would have been the four or five seed this year, whether the Warriors were hurt or not. No, no. <laughs> I mean, no. The Warriors are a better team. I like think, it's not. It's I not think, close. I think it's fascinating how many people think that the Warriors are just automatically going to go back to contention, and they are not with the current roster that they have. Here's where I think now, this is rooted. Now I think that 
this is jumping the gun a little bit because obviously we have to go through the draft and have to go through free agency. And the Warriors are one of the few teams that don't give a shit whether they go into the luxury tax and in, in, in COVID. And they should, they could and should be able to make uh, changes to their, to their current roster that could change this conversation overall. But today, right now, that is a seventh seed. That roster is a that roster is a six no. or seventh seed. I would take both LA teams over them. I would take the Nuggets. I would take the Jazz, and I would take the Mavericks for no. sure over no. that Warriors roster right now. I'd take both LA teams in terms of regular season wins, and I. And we're talking Denver. about regular seasons. Yeah, and I take Denver, and then give me the Warriors after that. They're better than every okay. other team. And it's, I don't think it's particularly close. As long as I they're healthy. I don't agree with that. As long as those three are healthy, absolutely. Steph is going to be naked defensively for the first time since 2011. I think Steph is going to light this league on fire. I think Steph, it is insane to me that people don't consider Steph Curry an all-time great. There are people on Twitter who do not oh, consider him an all-time great. Oh, he's absolutely an all-time great. Now, he's not top five ever no or he's top not top 10, five. no he's top not top 10 but, ever but okay where, he might be top 15 is, yeah he's i, I would i would 15 say 15 to 20 range and he can and he can build on that yes. right but like yes. th- but okay then what are we doing steph curry is insane he is an insane basketball player that changes culture both on and off the court that alone i would take over any of those guys, or uh, the collective of those guys on the Jazz roster. And it's not a knock on the Jazz roster, but one, they haven't done anything. Two, they completely wet the bed in the bubble, up 3-1 in the series, and three, they didn't have suspensions and injuries that happened in the middle of that series that caused them to lose. They just lost. So yeah, do I think that, that Rudy Gobert can hold a candle to Draymond Green on the court? No, I don't. I'd rather have Draymond. I would rather have Draymond because I know there's a culture setter there. I think if you took the West over 82 games, because right now you're getting into very specific minutia. I'm talking right right now. If you took the West over 82 games, I would say that the Jazz will finish fourth or fifth in the West, and I think that the, the Warriors would finish sixth or seventh in the West. No. My top five in the West right now are the LA, the LA teams, the Nuggets, the Jazz and, and the Mavericks. I think the Mavericks could be the fourth seed and the Jazz could be the fifth seed. I think the Jazz Chris could be the just had knee or surgery. the Mavericks can be the fifth seed. Maybe the Mavs will add somebody, although they do struggle to add free agents for whatever reason. That's that's a weird Ooh, thing. What if they, they get Trez, though, and he has to play with Luka? I mean, that'll be fun. That would be so I don't much know that's going to help them. It would be fun, though. It would be fun. Do you think he'd be talking junk to Luka in practice? Not that way. Because here's the thing about Luca. The, the crazy thing about Luca is right, like Rick Carlisle is notoriously hard on on young players and on point guards, right? And Luca's is effectively their point guard, even though he's like a point forward hybrid thing. Like you can't you can't talk to Rick Carlisle if you are a young guy or a point guard. Luca is both, and Luca is talking back to Carlisle constantly. Not in a disrespectful way, in a competitive well, way, right? That's because Luca's got a chance to be a top ten guy ever. Exactly. That's how good he is. Like he's that <laughs> yeah. good. Um and he can talk back to me all the time. Anytime. Yeah, he so wants I don't to. I don't think you bring in Trez and all of a sudden he's talking shit to Luca. I don't think that happens. I think he falls in line of like, all right, that's the guy. Trez goes, they pay me seventeen million dollars. Yeah. And I think and I think the Mavericks say, Yeah, but we're gonna hitch our next 20 years to that guy and you can find the door if that doesn't work for you. <laughs> we we'll trade, trade We'll trade you in that $17 million. You're welcome for the contract. We'll go find somebody else. 
We'll trade you. But no, this Warriors team, I mean, come on, man. Those three guys alone are better than the collective of the Jazz. I expect them to try to trade that number two pick. And if they are able to get somebody substantial, the conversation changes. But it's not the same Warriors team. And I think that people... It doesn't need to be the same Warriors team. They just need to be better than the Jazz. Like I said, if you took took it for 82 games right now, I think the Jazz are the fourth or the fifth seed. Like they have always been. No. I think people want the Warriors to be bad again. Because I'm not saying this. I, I expect almost every listener we have to agree with you. And that will not deter me at all. Oh, because I one, expect almost every listener we have to disagree with me. No, no, no. They're Jazz fans. They want to be excited about it. And I'm, I don't mean that in a pejorative way. Like, I think they want to be excited about this. I think people discount how good that Warriors core is because they want the Warriors to be bad. I think that's how a lot of people view this stuff. So I expect I expect almost every listener to agree with you. I'll take Steph and a bunch of dudes over all those guys. It's the core and a bunch of G League guys. It's not the core and it's not the core and an elite set of, of role guys. No, one, Kevon Looney is very good. Very good role player. Two, Andrew Wiggins not a G League dude. I get Andrew Wiggins has not lived up to the billing. He's pretty solid. I'm counting Wiggins in the core. In the core, okay. Eric Pascal. That dude can play. Eric can play, yes. He can sure. hoop. I don't for believe sure. in Marquise Chris. I don't believe in Jordan Poole. I don't know if they believe in Jordan Poole at this point, but I do think they believe in Marquise Chris on some level, which is confusing to me, but he does look better than he did in other spots. So I'm willing to open the idea that he could develop into a rotation player uh, this year on a good team. And maybe I'm just scarred because I had high hopes for him, right? I thought he was going to be really good coming out of Washington. I thought he was going to be fantastic. Turns out, not that smart of a player. Let's see. I, I missed on him. I missed on somebody else really big, too. In that draft? Some, no, there was somebody that I missed out on that. Like, I really missed. Oh, it was Wiggins. I'm sorry. I In thought Wiggins draft? was going to be, well, not I mean, that draft, obviously. Right. I thought Wiggins was going to be Tracy McGrady. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people did. It seemed like, and even after that first year, it seemed like, yo, this dude can at least score. Right? He's at least going to be a scorer. I think everyone Missed on Wiggins, Tony. Uh, I miss big time. But he also was not, he was in a bad organization. You throw someone in a good organization, then they have a chance to, you know, kind of recoup that. We've seen that before. Cream rises to the top, bro. Tony, <laughs> I know you've been covering a competent organization over over your time in Utah. As someone who has uh, been invested um, prior as a fan and then recently as just an interested party in this Minnesota Timberwolves franchise, uh, let me tell you. There is no top with that team, that franchise. <laughs> okay. There is no top to rise to if, if you're the cream. It doesn't work that way. Historically. <laughs> they are the worst team in the NBA since Everybody their inception. Everybody knows the cat is, is really good. Yeah, I mean, he's very talented. He's one of the most talented players in the league. Yes. Whether that translates into to doing the right things, that remains to be seen. <laughs> Everybody just needs to get out of there. Everybody needs to change the scenery in Minnesota. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. They did just bring in a good front office, so maybe that'll help change things. And the bad owner is considering selling. So, you know, maybe they don't need to get out. Maybe they just need to change the scenery and some actual accountability. That would be a cool idea uh, for any organization. Any bad organization that doesn't have accountability. It's a good idea to install some. Jazz have accountability. The Jazz have a lot of accountability. Yes. They're a good organization. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. I root for the Knicks. I, I know what a bad organization looks like. <laughs> Um, all right, Tony, speaking of good organizations, the Jazz have an off-season checklist of get a backup big man, maybe get a backup point guard or playmaker, 
and add some wing depth. Is there anything I'm missing there? Nothing that you're missing. The question is, what's the priority? <sighs> Man, you know, wings seem to rule this league right now. Gotta get more wing depth. If you could find a playmaker at the wing position, fantastic. I don't know that that guy exists in a gettable, certainly not in a gettable free agent, but maybe there's a trade. I don't know. Are you a Mieoni fan? I admittedly do not know enough. I would love to have a strong opinion on on Mieoni, but like I do not know and I don't have enough knowledge on on him to really know what to expect. The Jazz have hopes for Mieoni, so there is a chance that he could be in the rotation next year. Okay. Six five, uh, strong defender, really good athlete. My question is, can he shoot it well enough? to justify a rotation spot i would think that there's a chance that the jazz could go wing in the draft i would think that there's a chance that the jazz could go and grab a wing and free agency i think that a big priority in this offseason is to try to find some more wing depth try to get bigger and more athletic even if it's not just for next year like even if they draft a wing and he can't help for you know a year or two but i would expect that the jazz for sure, add a wing, at least one wing, onto the roster for next year. We've talked in the past about the Derek Favors idea. We mentioned some wing players, um, you know, in terms of free agency. Where do you think that backup point guard position happens if they do go for that? Well, the two point guards are going to be Conley and Mitchell. Yeah, I guess so. But like, you do need a little bit more depth, right? Now it's a third point guard. Because Clarkson's not that. Clarkson's just a scorer, right? So you have him as a scorer, but you do need another playmaker off the bench, even if you stagger those guys. So what about Shaq Harrison? What about Javon Carter? If Javon Carter is available, I'm a huge Javon Carter guy. He's a guy that is extremely disruptive defensively, and he can move the ball. Is that gettable? I don't know how gettable it is. I consider probably Shaq Harrison probably a little bit more gettable. Yeah. Like we said, I mean, completely healthy. The two-point guards on this team are going to be Conley and Mitchell. Right. You know, so at that point, you want a guy that's good enough Knowing Mike Conley's injury history, you want a guy that's good enough to to be able to potentially step in if Mike goes down for a period of time. Now, Javon Carter is a is a restricted free agent, assuming he gets a qualifying offer from Phoenix, and they do have you know Ricky Rubio already. They have money. They have thirty four million tied up in him in the next two seasons. Uh, they already have Ty Jerome, who's a very talented combo guard. Ty Jerome El- is good. Yeah, he can play. Elia Kobo is a guy that they have. They have on the roster, and they do they do have campaign Cameron Payne on a uh, team option for next year. So they have depth at the point guard. If you gave five a year to Javon Carter, do the do the Suns match that? You think? Considering they have the depth, they love him. Wouldn't if I if I were the Suns because yeah. Ty Jerome can just flat out play. And yeah, he can. He's so good. He's can hoop. Yeah. Yeah. He's a hooper. I don't know how I feel about a Kobo, but like if Campaign can play, nah, it's not remotely a like he did. Campaign, yeah, yeah. Campaign was God. I thought he was done, and then he just comes out in the bubble and he's out just, of nowhere. Yeah. So now we'll uh, see what that looks like if they're no longer in a bubble next season. Right. But yeah, that might have been enough to where you feel like okay, if it's at this point for Carter, we do not match. I think the the point that you got to make is that. Ty Jerome is probably going to be your backup. I would assume so, yes. So, at that point, do you want to commit $5 million to Javon Carter? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound like much to do, but you are also maybe trying to re-sign Aaron Baines if you're 
if you're the Suns, you do have money tied up in a bunch of guard depth. Yeah, maybe that doesn't become a priority. Maybe you're okay letting him go. Yeah. Maybe you try to orchestrate a sign-in trade. I don't know. I don't know that the Jazz are going to use their first-round pick on, on a point guard. Now, maybe maybe they do if somebody like Kyra Lewis is still there. And Kyra's just, you know, too much to turn down at 23. But I think... If I had a guess, I think that once the Jazz are up, you know, at 23, I think that there's a, a real possibility that they go wing. The other possibility is that they might go somebody like Jalen Smith, you know, because he could just flat out shoot and he could just flat out score for a big. Yeah. So I think that part would be interesting. But so, yeah. so what do you what do you think the priority? Do you think it's wing, backup big, backup wing, point backup big, backup point guard? And we feel like the backup big is not done but understood to be likely i'm not gonna go there if i went there would that be a mistake if you went there i think that would even if you went there i think that would be a mistake wow okay all right intrigue i think that the backup big that we are talking about is just still at the interest part there's a lot to be done okay the incumbent team still wants that backup pick yes that incumbent team can pay more than what the jazz can pay right that's true yeah it depends on how how much he he believes in said incumbent team and their future moving forward after maybe not being thrilled with it, but still seeing the potential in theory, Tony, in theory, in theory, whoever that might be, whoever that might be. I'm just going to say whoever that person might be, he's no fool business wise. I'll just put it that way. Mm, More intrigue. So more intrigue. Um, Tony, what's, what's like a, a dark horse name to look out for either in the draft or in a potential acquisition. I'm going to say, I wrote about this guy last week, but I'm going to say Desmond Bain from, from mm. Texas Christian University, TCU. 6'5", hard-nosed guy, uh, shooter, not a great athlete, not overly long, but, you know, one of those guys that, you know, really tough defensively, you know, kind of like a Wesley Matthews. Now, I'm not saying he's as good as Wesley Matthews I'm saying you know it's just kind of like in that mold of skill set 40 percent shooter he can shoot man he can shoot shoot the heck out of the thing uh 40 percent shooter in college really he was a really good defender in ISO situations he's going to be available at 23 because he's 6'5 with a 6'4 wingspan he's 23 years old one of the few guys that I think the Jazz could draft at 23 that can help the Jazz right away yeah good size he can get that jumper off He's, as you wrote, he's really good coming off screens. Yeah. He's so good at relocating. Super good at relocate, catch and shoot. Yeah. And that's what Donovan Mitchell needs when he's. Yeah, absolutely. Just a guy who's ready to shoot and knows how to get open. Yep, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Check out more coverage of the Utah Jazz on theathletic.com. If you're not, if you're not uh, subscribed, theathletic.com slash game notes. You subscribe. This is the perfect time. It's a big jazz off season. And you're going to want all the coverage from Tony. No, I do have dimples. And the rest of our uh, team of national NBA writers right here on The Athletic. For Tony Jones, I'm Zach Harbour. This has been Game Notes, your Utah Jazz podcast on The Athletic Podcast Network. No, I do have dimples. <laughs>